Hello, and welcome to Shipwrecked. I'm Slash. This is Teddy. Shipwrecked is a podcast we created as a way to talk about all the different things we love about popular fandoms. We discuss everything. Characters we love. And love to hate. The amazing fictional worlds that exist. Popular ships. And also rare pairs. Fan-made content and our personal experiences such as what initially drew us in, what excites us, and how these stories have affected us personally. This podcast is a way for us to share the joy and excitement that we feel being a part of these communities. We hope that it encourages others to not be afraid to openly enjoy the things they like as well. This is a special episode we have recorded for Fandom Foundation, where we discuss the basics of what fandom means to us. Come get shipwrecked with us. Welcome to another episode of Shipwrecked. This is a special episode that we are creating for Fandom Foundation. Yeah, we're really excited to be able to talk kind of more in generally this week uh, about what fandoms mean to us. Yeah, which is really exciting. I feel like I've been waiting to be able to do this, actually, because we keep talking about specific fandoms and stuff keeps coming up that I want to dive into deeper. So I'm really excited to be able to have this chance to do that deeper dive. Yeah, because we kind of just jumped right into specific fandoms that we love uh, without ever kind of talking about, you know, what what draws us in and and what attracts us to to the different things that we we are. Uh, so I think this will be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a good a good way to just jump right in. Um, kind of the first thing that we wanted to talk about was what fandom means to us. Um, which it means a lot of things. But uh, the first word that comes to mind when I when I thought about it was community. Um, it's really just a community of people who all are sharing their love of this thing. Uh, that was the first word I thought of too. I thought of connection. Oh, yes. Yeah, connection to other people. Yes. And it is. It's it's such like a it's such like a wide net and range of mm-hmm. people uh who all are just fans. Yeah, they're all bonding over this one subject matter whatever it is show movie book whatever um and it doesn't really matter who you are in the rest of your life uh you can find people that are in love with the same thing you are and you can bond over that and i feel like i have met people that i might not have anticipated would be you know fans of the same thing i am but this this fandom connects us yeah uh, a, there's a a situation that has happened to me many times in my life that I th- uh, that I thought of of like when when you are like super pumped and excited about something and all you want to do is talk about it and then you go and you talk about it to someone who knows nothing about it and like all of your excitement is like deflated from you 
because they have no clue and they don't really care. Um, so fandoms, um, however you engage with them, is a place for you to like just without any judgment be able to experience all of that excitement. Yeah, I mean, I so I was thinking kind of about like growing up. Um, like I didn't have a lot of friends that had the same interests as me when it came to some of like the nerdier, I guess, things that I love. Uh, and when, especially when like internet communities became a thing, Mm -hmm. like MySpace and Tumblr and all that good stuff, it was a great place to like find people that I could just be excited about. I knew that, you know, when something happened in a series that I loved, I knew who my go-to person was to talk about it and be excited about it without, like you said, having to just tell a random friend and they're like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) Right. Right. It's also uh, just what you talking about how you didn't have a lot of friends who were interested in the same things growing up. I think it's, I think fandoms are usually also a place of acceptance um, where uh, if you, if you feel left out because of, things that you like i think fandoms are a place where you definitely feel very much where you feel like you fit in yeah and i think that it seems like especially nowadays um that there's less sort of gatekeeping where you can just it doesn't really matter you know how long you've been a fan if you know every single thing about every single thing in the fandom it's just you are excited to connect with people that like the same thing you do and it doesn't you know matter where you came from right absolutely and it's it's just great i think <laughs> fandoms are <laughs> are uh places where you can be yourself where you can feel mm-hmm. accepted where you can be excited all the things that we just said Yeah, it reminds me – so I think I've mentioned this to you before, but in high school, I uh, founded and was in an anime club. I love it. And there was – back then, anime was not cool. (laughs) And there was like less than 10 people in this club, and they were the only people I knew that enjoyed this stuff. Uh, And we could just – connect over that even though we were you know in different grades not in the same classes uh it was this this tie to people uh that became really good friends of mine yeah absolutely that's that's so awesome i love that i love uh i love like when fandoms bring people together <laughs> just yeah. like the stories i i love it and i think that kind of like is a good segue into our next like little topic, which is experiences where fandom and real life connect. Because I feel like your club is kind of one of those experiences, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I have a few of those. Um, one of them, uh, those kind of experiences. One of them is the fact that I have a Star Trek tattoo on my forearm. <gasps> yes, and I can't tell you how many times. They that has opened up conversations with just randomly, whether it's like at work or uh, at a bar or whatever, is people see that, recognize it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, this is where I can start the co- this is the base level. This is where I can start yeah. the conversation with people um, because they recognize that." And you know, I feel like a fans like anytime you get to kind of gush about the thing you love, you're like. 
locked on to people. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I also have a nerdy tattoo. I don't know if I've told if I've told anybody that well I've told people I don't think I've told you this I have a Mockingjay tattoo on my shoulder from the Hunger Games and although it's not like visible so I don't it's not a huge conversation starter but when people do see it 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 is something that people notice um and it's uh I I love it and that's actually I think when we kind of like when fans recognize other fans kind of like in the wild, so to speak, um, I think we all low key are like super excited about finding somebody else who is that pumped about the thing to be like displaying it in some way. Oh yeah. I, um, I keep, I keep seeing these TikToks uh, where people are like, if you see me in a Naruto shirt, if you see me in a, you know, a Hunter Hunter shirt, whatever it is, uh, that's an invitation to come talk to me about that thing if you like that thing. <laughs> like, yes. I feel like we put these little flags out there to be like, hey, I like this thing. You can come talk to me. <laughs> right. And I think especially within the anime community, like I, I uh, like around Halloween, I went to... I was at like some store and somebody was wearing a um I have not watched Naruto but uh they were wearing a costume that I recognized from Naruto. I don't know who the character was or anything. Um but I knew I knew that it was anime and so I still I I got too nervous to be like nice I I just told I just told him like nice costume, but I was too nervous to say anything more than that because I don't know anything about Naruto. But still, the excitement was like you like anime. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, it was. I was (laughs) I was uh, in a in a drive through, and the person working the drive through had a uh, BTS mask, which is a K pop group that I love. And it was such this funny moment where I was like in my head, should I say something? Should I not? Am I going to be weird uh, to this person working at the drive-thru? But like before I drove away, I was like, "Um, I really love your mask. Stan BTS. And she was so excited. And then that was it. I love (laughs) it. But it's just those little moments of like, you're not, I, I feel like depending on the fandom, if you don't have like in-person friends that like the same thing that you do it can sometimes feel a little lonely of like you know I don't have anyone to connect with this about or maybe I'm the only one that likes this thing and those little moments provide some like reassurance of like no like other people like this thing you know like I'm not alone out here there's other people that are just as excited about this as I am yeah I uh, I have a ma- I have an anime themed mask. Uh, it's from My Hero Academia. It's like a design based off of Bakugo. And mm-hmm. when I got it, I was like, I was like ecstatic. I was like so ready. I was so excited to wear this Bakugo mask. And I had messaged one of my friends, one of my normie friends who doesn't watch anime, uh, a picture of me in the mask and like she was like oh cool (laughs) it's like oh my god like I'm so excited about this right now so so yeah to like and then when I when I finally when somebody finally 
said to me, like, cool Bakugo mask, I was like, like screaming internally because I was so <laughs> excited that somebody finally knew what it was. Right. It's a, it's awesome. It's a nice, I think also if you have friends that are excited about the same type of stuff that you are excited about, even if they don't follow that particular fandom, uh, if they kind of get the fandom culture, it's also nice to be able to like text someone and be like, I know you don't watch this show, but oh my gosh, I'm dying. And they're like, that's awesome. And they just can hype you up like, because they get it. I think I think I've actually sent you like a TikTok or two where I'm like, I know you don't watch this show, but check out this crossover with yeah. something that we both like. And <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like we can both be like really excited about those things. Um yeah. And I think that I think that is probably more prevalent in like the anime like the general anime mm-hmm. fandom um than a lot of others. But I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a general sense of, like, people loving, again, like, people loving the same thing. But I think there's also some, like, deeper stuff with that, too. I kind of talked about this before on our Supernatural episode, but Supernatural was, like, kind of the first fandom that I really got involved with, um, like, on Tumblr. It's when I started reading fan fiction, um, all this stuff. And, that fandom was there were um there were a lot of people who um identified as lgbtqia plus and being just surrounded by those people um helped me feel more accepted helped me feel more accepting of who who i am as a person um and made it easier for me to kind of like explore those things and get to where I am now now so just that general sense of acceptance can be as small as just being excited that somebody likes the same thing but also as big as honestly life-changing uh yeah I actually I put that down too of uh as a uh fandoms are a chance to explore your identity because up until literally a month ago i was mostly closeted except for a few friends um and i'm not anymore which is nice but when i was closeted reading different fan fiction really helped me helped normalize the fact that I was attracted to – that I was not heterosexual um, Mm -hmm. and just gave me a chance to kind of explore what made sense and and felt comfortable without fear of judgment or, you know, it didn't matter if I didn't really know what I thought, is I could just live in these worlds and explore them and knowing that other people are creating these worlds that I think about too – helped me accept who I was and feel like, okay, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not an outlier. Right. It's extremely validating. Yeah. Uh, And that, um, uh, like seeing cosplayers, especially like recently, like especially through TikTok, TikTok has such a large community of cosplayers, artists, um, like just like 
enthusiasts of all kinds. Um, but seeing cosplayers who um, were like mostly female presenting, cosplaying male characters and talking about how much they relate to them. That's what made me feel comfortable to come out as non-binary and be like, yes, like all of these things, like everything kind of like fell into place because of those people sharing their experiences. Yeah, it's I think that uh, if, if all if you are not part of a fandom or if you don't kind of like these sorts of nerdy things. Um, you might just kind of see it as pretty shallow and just like, oh, they love that space travel is cool. You know, I don't know. Like, it, it's not necessarily a shallow experience. It's very validating and it's a chance for people to live in a world without constraints that their real life may have. Right. Yeah. And I think, f- uh, there are also like very large scale real world implication. Uh, uh, what's the word? Implications? I don't know. <laughs> um, to to fandoms, um, because they have power. They have a power mm-hmm. because they're large groups. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of fandoms that try to like raise money for good causes you know just offering support to each other through like social media platforms i know that k-pop fans have in the past taken over bad hashtags on twitter oh yeah to, uh oh, yeah, yeah to, to like drown, to drown out hate and bad stuff right yeah and that's that's huge like that stuff is is so is so important yeah so so when you were when you were just talking about how people can might see it as like shallow um it's really not it's really it but it can't but it can be shallow I guess your experience can be your own but just know that there is like there is a deeper layer if if that is something that you want to be a part of yeah and I guess that's the other thing that's great is that because it's so different fandoms are so vast. There's so many people involved. You can be as in it or not in it as you want to be. I mean, you can go as deep as you want and like live your life (laughs) in them like I do. Or if it's just a a thing you like to kind of check out every once in a while, then that works too. Yeah. I think any, any level is valid. And, Mm -hmm. and again, like just to go back to, uh fandoms shouldn't we shouldn't be gatekeeping fandoms i think the only uh prerequisite for being part of a fandom is that you like a thing right and it doesn't matter how much you like it if you like it you can call yourself part of the fandom right yeah that there's no there should be no like badge at the door to get inside right <laughs> like, right right we right. all just like this thing yeah so the next thing we want to touch on is uh, inspirational fandom. We we talked about this a little bit just in terms of our identity and stuff, but I'm just curious uh, what some of your like most important to you fandoms are. Oh, gosh. Well, Supernatural, for the reasons that I've already stated, mm-hmm. Um 
that yeah that fandom has just played such a huge part in my life and shaped me so much and what and got me to be a part of other fandoms and stuff i think currently i mean i am i'm on anime mode right now um so i am i feel very invested currently in um like the my hero academia fandom just because I I relate to those characters and I love those characters and I want to see them succeed. And it's just so fun to be able to interact with, yeah, with other people who love them, but like, but also with like cosplayers and fan fiction and fan art, like it's just so much fun and there's so much stuff. Um, it's just, it's just very, it's very like feel good. So I feel like that's kind of where, where I'm at right now, but other I think I kind of get wrapped up in pretty much any show or thing that I enjoy to be honest yeah I'm pretty uh prone to obsession so so they all mean they all are important to me uh but for like all different reasons and kind of at all different levels what about you is there like one or a few that are really really important to you uh so one of them one of my like first fan not one of my first but one of my my first fandoms uh was Lord of the Rings. Yes. When uh, I if you could have seen my teenage bedroom uh it's makes so much sense that I had like two friends. Um I I had I would have uh, been your friend. I just want to go on the record to say that I would have thought you were so cool. I guarantee I, it. I collected Lord of the Rings trading cards, and my walls were like wallpapered in trading cards. And I even took action figures, tied them up with fishing line. And hung them from my ceiling in different battle formations. This is uh, incredible. <laughs> this is amazing. I want to see a picture of this. I'll have to I, see do you I have can... a picture? I, I'll have I would... to see if I can dig one out. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, was... Just like the the thought and the detail that you put into that is, I love it. It just, I think it's so cool that, I think it's, I think it's so cool. It was, it's so fun because it was, uh, I don't know, it got me really excited about, um, you know, like the books plus the movies. Uh, I saw the first, I saw Fellowship of the Ring in theaters eight times. Uh, it was no joke. Um, and I think I, I think I had a tally. I did not see it in theaters that much because I did not watch it until it was out on DVD. But it was – I do this all the time with everything I love. My dad got it on Netflix from, like, the mail order service because oh, I'm uh-huh. old and we still had – that's what we used. Right. And um, I he was like, you should watch it. You'll like it. And I was like, I won't like it. And I just kept putting it off. And then he was like, I'm going to return it tomorrow. You should watch it. So I watched it. And then I was like, we're never returning this DVD. <laughs> and I, I watched it maybe like 15 times over like the next month at like just insane yeah it just it totally consumed me and it was the first time that uh after being obsessed with that I started writing um not technically fan fiction 
But if you would have read all of the stories that I was writing at the time, you would be like, oh, that's just a thinly veiled Legolas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it really like inspired me to be creative in other ways, uh, which any fandom that can do that for me is to kind of unlock my own creativity, I feel like is just really important. It's not just like I like watching this and consuming it. It inspires me to create my own content, whether it's fan fiction or it's original stories that just inspired me. Right. Yeah. I have uh, just to to add on to like fun Lord of the Rings stories. My friend um, Ashley in middle school, um, her, her and I were like, we loved Lord of the Rings and we would like act out certain scenes like while we were watching the movie um and that's that obviously has shaped my future i mean now i'm an improviser and i love like playing make-believe on a stage um and that was definitely it was like so much fun to just feel like so um to feel like you were that character and to like try and like emote those emotions i don't know it was just everything you said yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so much fun. And, and I'm also on a huge anime kick right now. I feel like I'm rediscovering ones that I loved when I was younger and am taking in new content. Uh, I'm angry that I didn't start watching anime before like a year ago. Oh, really? Like, why? Why did I not? I think and I I just said I do this with everything that I become obsessed with. It was totally one of those things where I was like, I should watch I I I should watch an anime, but I kept putting it off to be like, no, not today, not today. Uh and then when I finally did, the well, the first anime I watched was The Promised Neverland, which was like a year ago. Mm-hmm. But then um I when I just this year, like kind of at the beginning of quarantine and I was on TikTok a lot and I kept seeing TikToks about Haikyuu which is a volleyball anime Mm -hmm. I I was in my room like folding laundry I was like I'll just put this on for like something in the background and then like 20 episodes later (laughs) I'm still sitting there watching it because I'm so like engrossed in the story it's so good so yeah I anime is great yeah I started with uh my first one was either Helsing, which is like an old one from like 2000-ish, uh, or Inuyasha. I can't remember which one I saw first, but uh, yeah, it's so since high school, basically, for like, what, 20 years? <laughs> That's, uh, I'm so jealous. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so I feel cool. like I went through phases of like being super into it and then getting distracted by other things and going back to it and... But it's uh, always there. It's always yeah. there for you. All yes. fandoms are always there for you. Like that's uh you can that's just you can always like step away and it will still be there when you're ready to come back to it. Yeah, that's and it's and because it's a kind of a living breathing thing, uh I feel like it's especially important that you can go and come back. I'm revisiting a book series I was obsessed with in high school. 
uh, the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series by Laurel K. Hamilton. And I was obsessed with it and read as many books as were out at the time. I think there were about nine or 10 books at that time before I kind of fell off the bandwagon. And so I'm revisiting it now. And now there's 27 books. And so much I'm, new stuff for you to Yeah. I'm read. like, oh my gosh. It's uh, not only is it great because when I have been rereading this, it really feels like I'm reconnecting with old friends of like people that I love and have not seen in a long time. But also there's so much new stuff to explore that I'm like, oh my gosh, like. I just love these living, breathing worlds that are created. Yeah. I feel like stuff that you go back to is kind of a way to like feed your inner child sometimes um, where you kind of get to connect to a past version of yourself that you thought was like long gone or forgotten. And like for for me, I I revisited Harry Potter um, like six months ago and started reading the books and then I and that's like what inspired me to start writing again was because when I was when I first started getting into Harry Potter I was writing so then when I revisited it this time it kind of took me back to that time in my life and then I was like why am I not writing I used to love writing and here and now I'm writing yeah, that's I have felt that way recently. Uh, I know you and I, you and I have talked about like I've written a couple quick little one shot fix like and kind of consuming other people's fan fiction and fan art and them being brave enough to throw their stuff out there into the world has really made me also think that I wanted to put my own voice and my own stuff out there to kind of add to everything. Um, and I feel like it it makes it feel accessible and not too high art, you know? Like, I could do that. I could try that. I love doing that. Why not put it out there and just see what happens? Yeah. And there's room for everybody. Any Anybody in a fandom who says you can't write fan fiction because you're not a good writer or you can't make fan art because you're not a good artist – uh, F those people. Uh, I think there is room for every level, every kind of like any kind of art or anything you want to write. There's there's a space for it in every fandom. So oh, don't yeah. listen. Don't listen to the people don't who tell you that there's not. Yeah. I mean, I've seen on Tumblr, I've seen uh, some tags recently where people were talking about a certain character inspired them to want to draw and they'll put their first drawing and it might look like a stick figure that sort of resembles this character but then you know x number of years later now they're brilliant artists and you know whatever inspires you to create something is important and who cares if you start we all start from somewhere uh and it doesn't matter if it's you know good or not it's just about creating and adding to what's out there Right. Uh, creating. Definitely just creating. And and fiction, I think fiction often gets overlooked um, as being trivial, but I it, it because it gives us a way to escape. Um, 
in like a happy way, but I think it also fiction gives us a safe space to explore things that we otherwise um wouldn't be able to explore like in this reality. And and for me, like a real life application of that is going back to uh reading queer fan fiction and being like I and feeling more accepting of myself as as a queer person. Mm-hmm. Um like to be able to explore that through fiction, it was kind of like I had this like safe kind of bubble where I could where I could explore that and think about that without the pressures of like society, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I like that you can invest in these worlds. It, it reminds me sort of, this is going to sound silly, but like the first time I played The Sims and I made a uh, lesbian couple and in, like self-inserted myself into one of the characters uh, and I got to play married to a woman and it was like Aww. this secret world that I lived in because I didn't I hadn't told anyone that I was bisexual or anything like that. Uh, and it was just my own secret place to feel comfortable with myself and explore that part of myself. And that's what you get to do when you create is you get to put part of yourself into these things that you're exploring. Right. Absolutely. I, uh, I used to write myself, um, I used to write myself letters from like from characters that inspired me. So, so I would like, if I was like having a bad day or something, this was like in middle school and high school, I would write myself a letter from like, like Aragorn or Harry Potter or, um, uh, any, like, I can't, I can't think of any more specific characters right now, but there were so many, uh, like, it was kind of like, whoever had the strength that I needed in that moment, I would write myself like a encouraging letter um, from them. And I would like leave it out on my nightstand so that in the morning I could like read it again and be like, oh, look, who wrote me a letter. Oh my God, this is, this is embarrassing. But it also, it's so sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. And like these characters, they, they're relatable and they make you feel more comfortable in yourself and they make you realize that you can get through tough times and you can do tough things. Um, I just think that's really, I think it's really important. Yeah. And I, that's one of the things that I love the most about fan fiction and fan art is I love to see how people treat the characters and build them out because your favorite characters become important figures in your life. It doesn't matter that someone made them up. They're important figures in your life. You want to spend more time with them. You wonder how they would act in a situation. Um, You want that world to continue and for them to sort of live on through different creative endeavors. So I think that that's really you know, it's like a, it's like a friend. Of course you want to know what they're up to. And if that means you write it up, you write it up. Right. And, and again, like for me, that goes back to fiction being a safe space to just create like it. Yeah. And maybe this is a good time for us to actually talk about fan fiction. Like maybe we're jumping around our, our list a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it can be super helpful. 
along with being really fun and in all sorts of ways, like writing fan fiction can also be can be like cathartic and helpful. And I know for me, it's kind of helped me work through um, some issues. I mean, even as like I'm 29 years old and writing fan fiction still has like a profound effect on me because I get to write from my perspective, um, which just helps. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it inspires you. And I also like the added layer of connection. Like I wrote a, just a small little piece of fan fiction about the game Mystic Messenger. And I remember someone commented on it like, oh my gosh, this is how I see this character in my head too. Thank you so much for doing such a good job with him. And it was really nice because it it is a character you care about. And for other people to be able to see it and be like, oh, that's what he's like in my head too. Like that's, you know, he's important to me. Thanks for, you know, carrying on this line of story that you get to spend more time with them basically. Yeah. And it's, again, something, it's just something else that's really validating about your experience is when you can like share those moments with other people. Um, Yeah. I love uh, reaching out to, to authors of fan fiction and just saying, Oh my gosh, I love you. Yeah. And I think with with fan fiction, uh, you also like when you're reading fan fiction, you also get to see this other person's idea of what these characters or environments are. And then it kind of can shape can like mold your view of it, which I think is a good thing. People get people get all worked up about like, oh, fan and this character, this fan and character is not the same as the canon character like don't confuse them and i'm like just let people experience these characters how they want to like we don't we don't need to do that like just let people do what they want right i i know you and i are both big proponents of just letting people create the world how they see it and it can be what they need it to be and it it doesn't matter you're not actually writing an an episode of the television show. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. Like, this needs to follow what happened last week. It's like, no, this is this is just a five minute period of time that you didn't get, you didn't see them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and a lot of fan fictions become like a whole other story. Like I am I've read um I've been getting more into like AU, which stands for alternate universe. So like AU fan fictions. Um, And I'm really intrigued by like where the characters we see in a certain world, maybe they have powers or something, but in these alternate universes, they don't have powers and they're just like normal people. Um, So you're just taking all of their characteristics minus their magical abilities and putting them in a different situation. And I love I love that. I don't know where I was going with this, but um AUs are are great. Yeah, I I love that. It's it's sort of like um 
why I love shipping like as a thing uh, because I love that people, I think people connect to different parts of characters and then they make pairings that like speak to them and yeah. you know, what, you know, what they see makes sense in other characters. Uh, and I love that you get to connect with these different parts of characters and get to see them in different lights uh, based on their different relationships. Right. I remember where I was going with my point. I'm sorry. Right. I'm going to nope, go back to good. it. Uh, with, with AUs, uh, they kind of become like a whole other story that you then get to experience um, where they they are very far from what the inspiration was, um, but they're still good. And you still, you still, uh, like, uh, I'm reading one um, where it's like a, f- where they're like put into like a fantasy world where there's like kings and queens and princes and uh, the, all this other stuff that they, that is just not, it's, it's an alternate universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the story, the story is so good and so intriguing and um, just, just it's just it become it like has a life of its own and i think that's a a really good thing yeah i think especially so the so as a a writer sometimes it's easier for me to have a starting point of a character or a world that i will then build out and that's what i love about the au's is like they started with this base character that they really cared about and then can transport them into these different worlds and feed their own creativity and set up and build these other worlds. Uh, so I think it's I think it's a nice place to explore your creativity. Yes. You said that very eloquently. I am sorry that I <laughs> can't do words today. Um <laughs> I actually wrote a uh, a I started writing a Harry Potter fan fiction, which is actually where like I've kind of made it my writer my writer's name now, which is Odessa Bolden. So I was writing this fan fiction about an original character, Odessa Bolden, and uh, for reasons I stopped writing the Harry Potter fan fiction because I needed to take a step back from the Harry Potter fandom for a while, and I took that story. And turned it into me and turned it into just an original story Uh, or like I took very specific aspects of it and put it into other things that I was writing. So like my what you said, like it's good to have a starting point. I mean, I started with the world of Harry Potter and like the wizarding world that was already set up there and kind of created this story. But then that inspired me to kind of branch out and do something completely original with it. Yeah, that's, um, I, we talked about, I have been playing this Atome game called Obey Me, which is about falling in love with demons. Uh, and I loved it so much. And I loved the concept that this game, the story that this game created, that I've been working on my own story that kind of takes place world adjacent 
but that inspiration is still at the root of it. And I think whatever inspires you to be creative, I personally feel like finding a creative outlet is so important, especially the way the world is going right now in 2020. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So whatever inspires you to create, I think is awesome. Yeah. I, uh, Another like facet of fan fiction, which I think is, which I love is a reader insert fan fiction. Yeah. Um, Where you get to like put yourself into the character of the world. So the story is written uh, with kind of like a nameless where you can like actually, where you could actually like put in your name Mm -hmm. uh, where you would write YN. For like right. whenever you would say that person's name. Um, so that is that's just that's just another facet of being able to like explore and can it can be like helpful in so many ways and it can be so fun in so many ways. Just yeah, because I feel like I I read so many books that or or television shows, you know, whatever kind of media it is. And I just think, I want to live in this world. I want to know what it's like. So then to see those reader insert fictions that people write, it's so fun to be like, to spend a little bit of time in that world, not just through this other character, but kind of seeing yourself in the world that you love. Yeah. And and writing it... um is is really rewarding the only fan fictions i've written free i've written recently are like reader inserts and i love the like the comments that i've gotten on them of people being i love this it's so sweet because then it's it's another one of those examples of like you've just connected with somebody over like your your personal experience in this world resonated with somebody else and i think that's really powerful yeah, I, I, that's what it all, it, that kind of ties it all back to that sense of community and getting to connect not just with these worlds that you love, but with people that also love the world. And even if you never meet these people or really talk to them, just getting to know them through their writing, I think is a really special way to interact with people. Yes. Yeah. And I think, like the world of fandoms does kind of have it kind of have a has like a culture of its own i think specific fandoms have different things um but there's definitely kind of like a a base a baseline of like if you want to get into like fandoms this is where you this is where you go kind of thing like yeah like tumblr is you can find anything about any fandom on Tumblr. I guarantee it. It's true. It's so true. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, fan fan fiction, um, like Wattpad and Archive of Our Own are like those are the places you would go for fan fiction. And they have everything. And it's so cool. Like part it's so cool that everybody has recognized those places as like open forums for bringing people mm-hmm. together because then now you just have a whole library plus of like stuff that you can explore like extremely accessible to anybody 
with the internet pretty much. Um, Yeah. And I also like that those systems, because the internet uh, allows us to, you can also find specific niches of where you want to spend your time. Like whether it's, I just want to read self insert with this one character that I'm madly in love with. There's so much out there that you can just scroll through and, and live in. Uh, but you can also explore other things. I feel like I, through fan fiction, have read about other characters that I never really paid attention to, like in the main, my main consumption of, you know, a movie or game or whatever, that then people write about these characters with such care and love that I'm like, oh, maybe they're not the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can give you like a whole new perspective on, on characters that maybe you didn't really understand before. Yeah. And now you have like a whole new appreciation for them. And I think also, uh, yeah, we kind of um, can also find new things to to like. Uh, I. I know I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but um, before before you and I started uh, playing Mystic Messenger for for our Mystic Messenger episode, I had seen a cosplayer on TikTok do a 707 cosplay, and uh, we all know how in love I am with 707. <laughs> yes. Um, and that was the first moment where I was like, who is this character? I have to know them. And then that's what got me looking up, like, what is Mystic Messenger? Um, and and the, so, so yeah, it was just like I with by seeing something that maybe I don't necessarily know about, but somebody I like was doing a cosplay of it. Then that led that like opened so many doors of other stuff to explore. Yeah, I think also, so sort of on that same uh, vein, or at least the 707 vein, um, I also love that the connection you can make when you know people are loving certain characters. Like when I see something cute of 707 now, I send it to Slash because I'm like, you will love this. You must see this. Uh, (laughs) Anytime I see something about Jumin on TikTok. I don't always send it to Teddy because it happens so often, but I I always think about I always think about you. Yeah, it's this really sweet like connection point of like even if it's not the character that I'm in love with, I'm like, "Uh, oh, my friend loves this. They would want to see this." And it's just another like tie to people even if you yourself are not super invested in a particular character yeah i have a friend who has told me that she loves anime characters like the there's kind of a trope in anime of like characters that wear glasses like they're all kind of the same (laughs) a little bit uh and and so she was like, I, I always love characters with glasses. And now every time I'm watching a new show and there's like that tropey character with the glasses, I like uh-huh. send her a picture. I'm like, I met someone new for you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just so many, so many great ways to connect with people and to discover new things and to just to just to just new, exciting stuff all the time. Yeah, um, I love that you just... There's so much more 
to the base stories when you get into the fandoms that it just I just love I just love some good world building so it makes me happy <laughs> yeah I I love um yeah world building and uh something I see on Tumblr and on TikTok now a lot are head cannons where yeah. these are these are things that are like that people personally assume about characters or about a world that aren't nece- necessarily um, said to be true or false about the world, like canonically. Um, but yeah, just kind of you, you get a broader sense of, of what this place is by thinking about these things, by thinking about um, what would ha- happen in this world or thinking about what would this person's favorite food be or what would they do on a Saturday and yeah just it it helps world build and like build characters and um, that's another thing that you can share with other people and like talk about yeah I it's just I don't know I just feel like it's the gift that keeps on giving and like I said it's a good starting point like connection point to people if like me I uh have a lot of like social anxiety and stuff but if I can lock on to a fandom that I have in common with someone then that makes it easier to engage in conversation and start somewhere yeah totally and the great thing about fandoms as a whole is that as long as people continue to create stuff there's gonna be fandoms will always be there and there will always be new I, there there will always be new thing i i don't see a, a point in the foreseeable future where people will stop creating so as long as people keep creating uh these communities can still exist yeah